0: okay now from the beginning
1: greetings hello and welcome to the dotcast this is the podcast for wedding photographers creatives and business owners brought to you by nine dots I'm Andy Gaines and we are super excited to have you here today here at the dotcast we dive deep into the world of wedding photography creativity and entrepreneurship so whether you're an experienced photographer or someone just starting out on your journey nine dots is here to help you on the way from our online community, through our educational videos, awards, and in-person events like the Nine Dots Gathering. For almost 10 years now, Nine Dots has been dedicated to making you the best photographers and business owners you can be. You can find more about Nine Dots, the membership, and all the benefits of that, as well as our community and all our in-person events down at the links in the description below. The Nine Dots community embraces and values a diverse range of all talents, experiences and stories from the world of wedding photography. So whatever your background, experience level or style, the Nine Dots community is the perfect place to grow and learn together. So check out the links in the description. And without further ado, let's get on with our episode. Hey guys, how's it going?
2: Yeah, it's good. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, good. Thank you. Great to have you guys on here today. Thanks for taking the time out.
2: Oh, pleasure. Yeah, absolutely always anything for nine dots you guys have been we've been well, we've been around with you guys from the beginning whenever you started what was it eight years ago we've done yeah, is it eight gatherings you've done? yeah. that's crazy
0: it, it's actually nine years ago because there was a year missing so
2: oh the one we did the COVID. um yeah no, of COVID, lockdown, so like, videos.
0: yeah it's, it's actually nine years ago yeah crazy you photographed it and you set the trend actually from photographing that first one everyone's just like oh I'm gonna do to the beat slideshows I'm gonna shoot that you <laughs> it know. was really
2: fun it was uh, really yeah. good it was it, it was a special I think magic in chemistry like um there was some amazing speakers as well and it was a new venue and obviously there's a the ping pong and it was just it, I know something just sort of came together
3: at shock value I think as well yeah, just it was. you know doing that for the first time and nobody expected it you didn't even expect it no we no didn't. we didn't it was it was, <laughs> it, it was it was literally
0: that after party was probably the best after party ever because yeah. we were just on the high of like we we did this can't believe yeah. it you know created yeah. this this thing
3: when you don't know that you can do it it's just like okay let's try and do it there's some magic in that they like this I guess it's the feeling of uh this could be difficult let's go for it let's see how it works out and when you make a success of it there's a joy in that yeah it's a very joyful kind of event
0: yeah no definitely do, do you know what one of my best memories from that it, you're gonna like laugh and you would never guess it would be the fact that when me and you liam like mm-hmm. went for like lunch like for about five yeah. hours together because <laughs> the others were doing a workshop with uh, with someone i can't remember who and then uh we were we, i was like the day before the gathering you guys you traveled up i just met you for the first time but and we just chatted about like baseline and hitting yes, baselines do
3: is, you remember yeah. It was, yeah. it was we had like five hours or something in just, yeah. just chatting away. It was good. Cool, Didn't we chat about yeah.
2: that the, uh, the night before as well?
3: Uh, yeah, the night before.
2: With Andy um, yeah. and yeah. Matt as well, actually. We were all hanging out at the uh, the cool Airbnb that you got us. It was awesome. I enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, that was the same. Like, it was probably following on our conversation from it, when we it were was. Together, yeah. together. Yeah, that makes
2: sense. On. Yeah, because it was like that was the evening off, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was yeah. really good times.
0: Yeah, it was amazing times. So how's it all going for you? How's the this season going? Yeah, good. good. Yeah,
3: yeah. we started off really busy and then we've taken a break for the book um, that we're launching. So we needed a few weeks to just make sure everything was sorted for that and get it promoted. And then this Saturday we're back at weddings again. Back
2: at weddings. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it kind of starts off straight away. It's like one on Saturday, Monday, Tuesday weddings, and then one on Saturday again. So, I, yeah, I was looking at the diary and I was like, well, there's not that much time to... We're actually, call cool, these weddings, oh. but uh, but it's really great to be shooting again. It's you know, we, we it, it feels like the sequel this year, um, because we've already done like quite a few and then we had a break and then we're back again, so yeah, it's like this, <laughs> it's the sequel of, of shooting weddings, but but it's really cool. The, 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 the ones we have done, we were looking for like the extra pictures for the book as well, which we've actually been doing for about two years, yeah. um, so we were kind of like looking for other pictures and how we can help explain things, and um, yeah, we had a really good time, didn't we? Mm. A lot of winter weddings, which you know had their own challenges but it was really good
0: oh nice is it like so with weddings is it easy for you to like just flip the switch and just go back into the it's time to shoot weddings Like we've just, I've just been doing book work for the last you know three months and then now suddenly it's like oh this Friday back to weddings again so like I, do, you, I, I, just, or do yeah. you warm up when you get into weddings
3: like I find the it? longer the break the harder it is so um if there's I find it just the the wedding feels like it's going faster so there's you you know you when you're trying to capture moments they feel like you, you have less time to be able to see the moment happening you know before it all takes place it's like sensing what's about to occur that seems to go quicker and the more weddings that you do the slower everything seems yeah so um yeah it it, 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 it hasn't been that long it's only it's only been you know a month or so it's only been
2: a month yeah yeah Yeah. it feels it feels actually longer because we've been so busy yeah but um but I agree with you kind of like sensing the chemistry of an image is just harder when you haven't done it for a while that being said having the book and being able to you know we've been writing this for since 2020 uh and like we've been putting kind of all our thoughts together and all our concepts from talks that we've done things that we've said together and just all kind of all, all the information that's in our heads therefore it's kind of helped us to stay in to stay in the zone
3: yeah we've not been thinking about anything else but photography for so long
2: <laughs> yes exactly
3: the, yeah yeah if, if it, even if we're not shooting the the kind of we're discussing how to shoot so that kind of in fact really it, just going through our work and, and actually writing a book as I, I think it's actually improved us as a photographer
2: yes yeah it has because you kind of you look um also because we're doing these contact sheets there's like 22 contact sheets in the book and um so you get to see like behind the curtain of the image if you will so sometimes we'd find an image and we you know we've only seen it for a long time as just being like that's the image and then you go back and you look at them and you're like oh that's how that image was taken you kind of like you know connect the dots backwards and you're like oh that's how it was how it was deconstructed and it really helps you because you're like when you're writing about it, it helps you to understand your photography, which helps you when you're shooting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally hear that. It's the same with like, I guess when me Andy teach workshops or whatever, it like it's sometimes like reinforces your like skill and mm-hmm. then, but somehow makes you better at the same time, because then like little switches in your brain or light bulbs, or whatever go off and you're like, Oh, maybe I'll try this next time and try that next time or, or something. Yeah. So it's like, even though you're not actually shooting and you're not doing a wedding it's like you're still always thinking about it, so yeah, I can totally understand why you've not left the zone. If that makes sense, like
3: well, so much of photography is instinctual. So we don't necessarily. I mean, when you pick up a camera and you for the first time you start to take pictures, you don't really think about necessarily why you're taking the picture. It's just like, oh, this feels like something I should take, whatever that is. And yeah. then if when you start to have to explain your work and and talk about you know what it, what is it that I'm doing? Why am I doing this? I think it gives you more clarity in your thinking about what it is that you want to focus on and why you're focusing on that. And then that helps you repeat that kind of work going forward.
0: Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. So like when you're shooting weddings, you know, like obviously you guys are like super creative when it comes to the documentary style of photography and like, and probably one of the best in my eyes at doing that at weddings like so like what role does the creativity play in your approach to like you know capturing and documenting these weddings
3: I mean it's huge for yeah us, really. <laughs> exactly. um, yeah I, I think um I think everybody is a creative person in some way and, and having a job that allows you to kind of explore that is really like a it's a privilege to have that as a job to somebody to Im- employ you to be creative is like it's one of the it's one of the great joys really um and for us what we've realized is when somebody hires us for a wedding they're asking us to be ourselves to focus on what are the things that we see and value and find interesting on the day not to necessarily but us to second guess what they might like it's up to us to kind of find the joy in whatever it is that we're seeing and because they've booked us that on the work that we show they've already bought into that kind of like concept so I mean creativity is everything for us really it's,
2: yes but- I would say so I mean because but for us whether we're doing kind of like street or family photography or, or weddings you know creativity is what is what drives it everything creativity is everything and and we're so lucky that that's what we get to do we get to go and photograph like um you know it's like it's it's like sanctioned (laughs) street photography weddings you know because you get to kind of practice and play and you're you're at you're at a wedding and people allow you to do this and you can get close to them and you can play and you can take these pictures that that you love and they love and there's just nothing like that feeling I don't think
0: Mm. yeah how do you like balance you know your style of photography but with and like you know experimenting and being creative with like obviously i'm going to assume your clients do ask for traditional photos as well right like family photos and just sure, like yes. some nice candid of grandma or whatever you know and yeah. stuff like that like or or like do you set these expectations or do you or do you not do them or
3: we well, yeah, we do them.
0: We do yeah. them,
2: but um, all the work that we show um online doesn't have any family portraits in it, and it doesn't oh, yeah, have any course. portraits in it, and yeah. it doesn't have any details in it. So anything, so they don't book us on that. That's kind of like the main thing. So like in yeah. terms of like they they see images of of humor and multi-storied layers, and that's what they're expecting to get. And anything else is is kind of a, a bonus, you know. Yeah,
3: it's a, it's about being consistent with the visual language that you put out there. So that when people look at it even if they don't necessarily you know they're they're not somebody that's really you know breaks down photography and think about different genres even if genres is really a thing but you know if if they start to think about that then it's just do they like the images and what is it that they're attracted to and if they if they like the kind of images that they're seeing on our website then that's what they're going to expect from us to take on the day now sometimes yes we do groups and we do portraits and not every wedding, but, but you know, I'd Some. say, yeah, probably the majority, I'd say. It, is it, there, it is, is there one or the other?
2: Yes. I mean, it, it really just depends. Like last year, I don't think we did many at all.
3: Um, no, there might have been like group shots, but they're, they're, they're kind of uh, ad hoc, you know. And,
2: yes, yeah, yeah, yes. There's there's occasional ones um, and there's occasional portraits, but they they're not they're not really expecting much in a way do you know what i mean like that's not what they're booking you on and then oh, they're yeah. just surprised that they're good yeah
3: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and what is, it, sometimes we take some that we're really proud of but we won't we won't show them on our website because yeah. just in case somebody falls in love with that particular picture and then that's what they expect us to, to produce like that's going to be our focus so you know yes we'll absolutely do it and you know the bride and groom ask for anything on the wedding day you know they're, at that point they they're the king and queen and we'll you know if they say jump we'll jump but it's it's not what we're going to put out there to kind of like try to attract the people that i think are going to be most uh you know inclined to kind of go with us and, and be happy with the kind of stuff that we that we produce on a wedding day
2: yeah years ago we and um, we, we photographed um, a picture of a bride spinning and it was real. It was a real moment. She came out at the end of her wedding and she was just so elated and she spammed. And we, we, we took this picture and for us, it was probably one of the first pictures that we um, got a lot of attention. Yeah. You know,
3: on, online. Got a lot of
2: likes. Yeah. And we were like, Oh, okay, this is cool. But then we started getting brides and grooms who were like asking physically for that image and they were spinning and stuff, you know, they would actually go to the same place in the same position and the spin. And we were like, okay, well the first time we did it, it was a real moment and it felt good and it felt like it was creative creative. it felt creative yeah but then when it started to kind of like stifle that creativity um and that's something that we didn't want to happen because
3: people wanted to replicate the moment and at that point you're not being creative you're just recreating something yeah and that's not interesting to us really Uh, and no it's i like spontaneity in in our work like that's something that we really kind of lead with like for me like there's there's magic in spontaneous actions and if you if somebody does something to kind of fake that you can sense it like you can when you look at a photograph you don't have to have been there you can you can sense and smell that that, that there's like a falseness to the image and it's it's really difficult to understand what that is but you can you know it when you see it it, it it's there's something in the action that just feels I don't know, you know, off in some way.
2: Yeah, I think spontaneity is huge to our work. It's kind of what drives us, what well, we've been going uh, nearly two decades. And, you know, the idea of of having images that that feel too kind of stiff. You know, we, we, we love images that have got spontaneity, have got freedom, got feel. Like we don't know what we're going to get when we go to a wedding. Our brides and grooms don't know what we're going to get when we go to a wedding. The best things that are going to happen on the wedding day, nobody knows. And that's what I think driven us for this many years, just the idea of creating images that are spontaneous, that feel real and are real, and just have those like moments that you can't replicate, I would say.
0: Yeah. Um what what so you know, I was just gonna ask, like, how do you sort of stay creative and like what pushes you to become more creative? But obviously like you, you're talking about spontaneous moments and 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 stuff so then like that's how you stay creative i guess because everything's spontaneous and every wedding for you is pretty much different yes. like which is awesome because that's like totally the opposite that what happens to me because every single one of my weddings is exactly the same so i was gonna so i was gonna say because like it's all like you know i talked about this in a couple of podcasts before um is that you know, the weddings I shoot, like Indian weddings, for example, they're so, te- they're templates, right? They, they're, they're so formulaic. I know exactly what's going to happen and when's going to happen and when the best moments are. Yeah. So for me, you know, I think I'm really using this podcast as my like own therapy session. And how should <laughs> I make this? How should I make Rahul Kona a better photographer? <laughs> but basically, I've like hit a plateau, right? I've got to say, I think I feel like I've hit a plateau mm. of like, and it's not even playing it safe. Like I try to get different angles and different compositions but like I've hit a plateau where I can't, I'm not pushing myself to take these moments in a different way or in a different light. And like, I've got the freedom to do what I want, like to an extent, obviously as much as I want to do, as long as I deliver like some safe shots. And then after that, I can go nuts. But like, how, how can I push past like the plateau? Like, you know, like moments, I I don't know, like a best way to probably describe It's like a normal wedding, you do like exchange of rings, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but that exchange of rings happens at every single wedding but then sometimes he's like how would you push past but just always just photographing the exchange of rings from like down the middle of the aisle or behind yeah, yeah. the priest or the registrar or whatever like sure like how would you stay fresh yeah go on uh,
3: so I think um the, the first when people think of wedding photography they think of the they, they think of big moments about wedding day so they think of like the getting ready and the ceremony and the speeches and the first dance and all of those, you know, cutting of the cake, all of these things that happen more or less at every single wedding in some form. Yeah. So we as photographers are there to photograph those kind of big beats that happen. And that and people think of, oh, that's the story of the wedding day. These are these are these are the moments that are in a schedule that you know you get given before you can look at it. Some of these moments the bride and groom have rehearsed, like, and you kind of know where to place yourself. And when you start with wedding photography, um, everybody is gives all the like importance to these moments that that happen. You know these pre-planned big moments, but you know, and you've got to shoot them well. And it's not easy to shoot these these moments well. I think you know when you're starting, everybody needs to focus on focus on them and get them to a really really high standard. Um, and that and that in itself is a creative process to be able to do that. But after a period of time, you can kind of somewhat do those moments unconsciously yeah. because you know where to stand, you know how to do that And at that point it feels like you are stagnating because you're in a position of oh I know how this wedding's gonna unfold. But then when you think about like if you go round to um a, you know a couple's house who you've shot, how many times do they have a picture on the wall of them? Putting the ring on the finger or some of these like moments these moments yeah, that we think have huge important. yeah huge importance a lot of the the images that people treasure are things that weren't in the schedule they weren't planned they were in the in-between periods of the day where there wasn't necessarily anything obvious to photograph bits of the wedding that i really love is when the guests haven't got their camera up so when, they, when they're not looking to take a picture, that I think is the most valuable time because it's people being themselves. And it's figuring out how to make just ordinary moments that people are ignoring, find interest in that and communicate it so that anybody who looks at a photograph sees the value in it. So often when we're at weddings and we're taking pictures, People who are like in the foreground or the background, they're like, "Oh, sorry, am I in your way?" They don't see that there was actually any interest there. It's only when they see the photograph and they see everything that we're seeing is they go, "Oh, that's awesome! I love that," you know. But they wouldn't necessarily see it themselves. So, I mean, how do you go about doing that? Is the is the big question really? Of course, that's mostly what the book is is it, about is explaining how to break that down because I think there's a a misconception. In documentary photography that you can't yet your very moment um you need to rely on the moment happening in front of you so it's like okay I need something to happen for me to be able to photograph it I need to like something obvious to happen and it's not repeatable. Well the moment itself of course is not repeatable but the actions that you take and the the way that you can build an image by the things that you focus on, where do you look who for example one of the things is who can you rely upon in a frame like if somebody sat down you know that they you think of them as an anchor that's somebody that for a period of time they're in a position that we can start to build a, a frame from you know anticipating movement and then looking for things that you connect to they're not they don't necessarily need to be a action somebody doing something it can be a subtle gesture it can be just look how somebody might be feeling but you're looking inside yourself to see what to, to find the value like your own experiences you you know we are all unique but there's a commonality amongst us all that if you draw upon your own kind of previous life experience you can see interest in everything so it's 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 looking at everything figuring out what interests you truly interests you and make that kind of the focus of your work going forward rather than having to um just think about it as uh does this visually look cool or is this an obvious moment that I feel obliged to take because I'm a wedding photographer
2: yeah so I'd say like the kind of the autopilot is what you're kind of talking about role you know like kind of the thing of like you're like well I know what's going to happen like you said you were like I know what's going to happen I know I even know what moments are going to happen because I've done so many Indian weddings like I know the best moments and it's like and yes you do but they're the autopilot you almost like you need to click off autopilot and find a way to look beyond that and regard everything in the room as important not just the big moments you know yeah. the things that you absolutely know, and I know you've, you're going to nail them. But you know you're a great photographer; you're going to nail them. So after you've done that, look around and see what else is there, and regard everything in the room as equal importance yeah.
3: and potential for a photograph. Yes. it can be anything. Anything can be can be a photograph. You just got to find a way of communicating why it's interesting, and sometimes that's by combining things. Sometimes, like you can take an image that has um Like people often talk about like layering, but you know what is layering? So it's it's having a picture where there's multiple things happening in the frame at the same time on often on different planes of focus. Why why do that essentially? Why 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 because you can get something that's more than the sum of its parts. So you can find um, a little interactions and people having little. little moments to themselves or moments with each other and put them all in the same frame at the same time now individually they might make an okay photograph but by putting them together and kind of showing the um how people interact with each other um even though they're not directly interacting each other just by their by being in their own space or you know the, the the i guess a sense of community in a frame that you can kind of show show that and that be the point of the, the image itself. And it makes it more um, visually interesting to do it that way sometimes if it's needed. So there's there's lots of different ways to kind of find. There isn't just one way. There's many, many different ways, you know, some of which we do, some of which we don't. But there's there's, there's different ways to find images throughout a wedding rather than just having someone say, hey, this is something that's happening because everything's happening all the time and some of it it's it's about some of it you would definitely see value in after the moment so it's trying to see value before it happens and understand okay i think there is going to be interest here
2: and you've got to be considered as well like that the the foreground and the background everything in the frame is important that's something when we do kind of our mentoring and we look at people's work and we we see like an area and they're like, that's like, there's like a square. And it's like, that's, that, that's the photograph. But the photograph has a lot more in it. There's, there's the background. And we're like, well, what's happening in the background? They're like, well, we don't look at the background. And it's like, but we want to look at everything because everything in the photograph matters.
3: Because you are showing us everything. Once you, with photography, once you take a picture and everything in that frame, who's to say what's important? You know, you, you might know as a photographer, but as somebody coming to it fresh, you know, looking at the picture, you need to communicate. Like, that's a huge part of what this is. It's it's, it's visual communication. So it's, okay, what is important in this frame? And I know, think about how you can do a, the best job possible to see something that interests you and then communicate it the best that you can by just positioning yourself. A lot of the time, it's just about movement and being able to, I mean, so often when, when we look, people come to do mentorships with us, like, they're very good at seeing moments they're very good at seeing interesting things they just um they don't move enough so they they're, they 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 work almost like searchlights so they they're, they're looking around and their their feet are, are planted to the ground and they see something but they don't move towards it or move away or change the angle it's just they take it the the, the moment from exactly where they are stood and i mean the amount of times that i've something is just perfectly unfolded in front of me at a wedding and I've not had to move is very, very small. Most of the time it's, I sense something is, is that has potential. I sense that there is the, the chemistry of the image is there. And then I start to move to get into the right position for it to actually then happen in front of me. So it's about building anticipation. And the more that you do that, the idea is to reduce the lag time from seeing the the potential of the image coming together and being in the right position and and the 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 more you can reduce the lag time between those two things the more consistently you'll get images on the day and one of one of the reasons why we wrote this book was we really wanted to help photographers have more images and be happier weddings because i think a, a lot of the time you know We've all had experiences where we've been at weddings, and it feels like you know something's going on here. You know there's interest here, but you're not really getting those photographs. The wedding is moving; feels like it's moving quickly, and you feel frustrated, and you're not getting the images that you want. And that kind of feeling can be really unpleasant, and just and not it can make you nervous before the wedding, thinking about going. Oh, I mean, am I going to be able to get these images? We've also all, I'm sure, had experiences where we feel like we're in the zone at a wedding. And every we look around, we can't not see images everywhere. And that's such a lovely kind of feeling to have. It's a really kind of fulfilling, nice, happy space. And you look forward to shooting weddings and you want to shoot weddings when you're in that position. So what we wanted, wanted to do with this book is to give people kind of, I guess, some kind of structure that they can understand how to build images what to look for? How do you go about finding things on a regular basis? What, what do, How do we approach all parts of the wedding day consistently get images? Because the more that you can consistently take images throughout the day that you're happy with, the more relaxed you'll be throughout the wedding. And therefore, and you'll produce more pictures for your couples, they'll be happier, you'll be happier, it's just a win-win all around.
0: Yeah, I think like a lot of people, when they're, you know, the ones that have their feet planted and they're like shooting the moment from whatever they're seeing from where they are Is probably because they're too scared that by the time they take the five or six steps or however far it is to get no. to that moment that moment has gone yes. so they're like let me just grab it from here and just yeah. stay and shoot whereas obviously th- this is the, the biggest key in 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 these moments is like being able to anticipate the moments happening i guess like also understanding people like from in the morning you know, you might see, I don't know, an uncle high five someone and then, but you've missed that moment. It's fine. You haven't captured it, but it's like in your head, you keep put a mental note. Like, All right, this guy, he's just a high fiver. He's a, there's going to be exactly. a high fiver, right? Yeah. So the next time, just, if you see him walking over to a guy that's sitting on a table, know that he's probably, there's, there's probably going to be a picture there of him high fiving someone sitting on a table because he's just that guy that gives high fives. So it's absolutely. like anticipating that. Right. But yes. like, but like anticipating that with like 200 people or whatever it is, you know, like trying to find, Yeah. yeah. because I- I'm scared of like, sometimes I guess like at Indian weddings, for example, you know, everything happens underneath the munda. but I do see moments happening around me. And unless it's happening really, really truly just like literally only a meter or two away. Yes. I'll move to make sure that, you know, composition is as good as I can make it. Like I like to have all my backgrounds sort of straight and like anal like that, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, but it's something I can sometimes see things happening about, you know, six meters away. And then it's like, I feel I'm too scared to move. I'd rather just let that moment not happen. Like, it's fine. It happened for them. In my head, I've I've written it off. It's like, I'm not going to photograph it. But they had that moment. It's nice for them. You know, um, yeah, I have to stay important. by here because I've been called out as well. A couple of times where it's like, people are like where's the photographer gone? And I'm like, oh, this is there taking a photo of something else. I haven't gone sure. for a toilet break or anything like that, you know. <laughs> it's like I'm still here, guys. I'm still here. Just like trying to capture other things that happen in this room because there are 300 other guests, barring just like the U20 in the mundo kind of thing. Yeah, so...
3: it's, it's a good attitude to to let the moment go. If if you can't get it, or if you if you don't get it for whatever reason, just let it go. I think you can. If if it kind of puts you in a negative space if you miss the moment, and we're all gonna miss moments all the time. Yeah. So if um, it, it's just like yep, yeah, okay. Whatever it is, I mean, I, I don't I try not to look at anything that I take during the day. I, I just completely it's like take a picture and move on. It can work in the other way as well. You can take a picture that you you really love and you know that it's great. And I try not to look at it or give it too much kind of importance because that can almost put you in a state where you're like, well, you know, I don't need to try as hard, you know, I you know, because I've got this. So it, it can it can have a negative impact on you in that form as well. Because you think, oh, what you know, how great am I? You know, look at this, you know? <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then you start you start working in the same way. So I think just whatever it is, just go on to the next shot the whole day, onto the next, onto the next, and just keep taking that chance that you know that's in front of you until they're all gone and the wedding's over.
0: Yeah. But when you're taking these chances and stuff, like obviously for people that Are listening and maybe not understand the whole documentary side of things but you're you're you're, like just explain to them because obviously you're not running around like headless chickens yeah shooting going left and right and going Mm -hmm. you're obviously very composed looking for a composition to be right the moment to be right all the things to fall into place like yeah if you can just explain you know that process of of how Mm -hmm. you're taking an image before everyone thinks oh i'm just going to go to the next wedding and be like i want to get that moment over there, then move on to the next one. I'm going to get that one over there, then that one over there. And it's just like suddenly you've got like 3,000 images, but it's all just badly taken.
3: Sure. So, yeah, it's very much about looking for what interests you. And there's different ways. I guess there's different, I think of them as threads that you can pull on. So I start to walk around and I'm not taking, and my camera's actually down. I'm just looking with my eyes. And I'm looking for actually various things, but it could be that, what's where's the light right now it could be how are people positioned so like what are the sometimes i think of people just as as shapes just simplify it down to just like look at everything as shapes that can be the the beginning thread for you it can be um okay how are people interacting thinking about things that you were just talking about there about like someone's a high five and you think okay that's that's something that i should i could go towards there's so many different um, ways to approach it, but it's just looking for something that you feel like that's the potential for a photograph. And sometimes you see, um, like, we think of them almost like pieces of the puzzle. You see a piece of the puzzle, but there's not another piece to go with it. Or, or you see something and it's a uh, you think, okay, something might happen with that and it could be amazing, but it's a very low chance of that of that coming together. And at that point, I just kind of keep half an eye on it. And I look for things that I feel like are more uh, more likely to happen in in the kind of near future. So it's um, it, it, a lot of the time, it, like, it's just anything that stands out to you. And at that point, it's working that scene to see, OK, is there is there something in this? And there usually is because you're seeing something that has some form of potential. So it could just be like someone's personality or it could be the light or it could be the way that people are positioned. Um, it can be a whole host of things, but it's it's looking for a thread to pull on to be able to kind of start making an image from that.
2: Yeah, one of the reasons when we started doing this book, people asked us like, in fact, we get asked this all the time, like, what do you do when there's nothing going on? That's sort of like the, the kind of the question we get at our mentorships and, and our Q&As for, for speaking. And it's and we found that answer like that question fascinating because we were like what do you mean when there's nothing going on yeah <laughs> that absolutely like tickled us didn't it mm. um, I-, I was thinking
0: that, that- that's exactly when you go to town. When yes, everyone that's thinks that's when we get our images. On. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so we have a section in the book called "This is Nothing," and I, I, that section about how we take images when there is nothing going on is is my favorite because it is our favorite on the wedding day as well. Mm-hmm. We love the reception. The thing that we really love is we love time. And space they're the two things at a wedding day if we've got time and space then we're good
3: yeah physical space physical so the, yeah. The, the, the bigger the environment the easier it is we really. can still
2: do it when we're tight it's just harder yeah, <laughs> so yeah. if you'd ask us so like some people um they want like they're like you know you they want amazing scenery or um really quirky weddings or whatever um but for us we just like time and space you know um because we will base everything on the people and the backgrounds, well, they'll be what they are. And and we can play with, we do a lot of weddings that are in not so great scenarios, we'd say. Yeah.
3: I mean, I think um I know for myself, when I started photography, I thought, oh, the right at the beginning, I thought, oh, I just need to get the right camera. And then it was, (laughs) oh, actually I just need to get the right wedding or location. And that's how I'm going to get the images. And then I was like, "Oh no, actually, the answer's in me. Like it's I've got to produce. It doesn't actually matter what camera or what wedding or where it is in the world. Really, th- those things are just uh, it's either the the setting or it's the tool that you use that you think is going to be the least resistance between you and what it is that you're seeing really it's all going to come from you you're you know you can't rely on the wedding to give you things you're the thing that's going to have to bring it to the wedding so once you or once for us once we were willing to take that responsibility ourselves and not expect anyone to give us anything and for us to look within to be able to find things that are happening wherever we are then that it just opened up possibilities to us everywhere we looked and at that point like it, it you know you, you don't worry about the wedding you, you you're just am I mentally prepared have I done the right kind of preparation in myself to be able to go and do a good job that's all that matters
2: yeah and composition is just inherently interesting wherever you are uh whatever the people whatever kind of place it's just an inherently interesting like composition is fascinating and you know you see these beautiful street photographers work. And you're like, I don't know where this was, but I love how they've positioned people. I love what they're trying to say. Cause that's the thing about photography. What we, you know, we could all go to the same wedding, Hey, it'd be packed, but like, but we'd all look at, diff- we would look for different things. We would all gravitate towards different things at the wedding. And that's really interesting to me that we would all create different artwork at the same event, you know, um, but composition is the language of storytelling. So for us, it's how we tell our stories and it it, you can kind of get kind of caught up in kind of with the composition if it's not right it doesn't it doesn't visually communicate it therefore you know you know when you have like a, an instagram and someone puts a picture up and then there's a long explanation <laughs> explaining what this picture's about yeah but i mean you shouldn't need it You, you can have it but you shouldn't need it you should be able to look at the photograph and read it without having that and you know you might read it in a way that's different than what the you actually intended but that's kind of fun too You know, I like images that kind of like you're you not quite sure what what they were actually trying to say. It's like songs, isn't it? You know, Uh not meant to know what's what's being said. But if you visually communicate in a way that makes you laugh or um, you're like, you don't know what's quite happening. There's a more of a question about it. Then then great. You've done your job. But if it's a little bit more of a mess and you're like, I don't know where to to start with this image in terms of I don't know what the, the photographer was trying to say. Then you haven't quite communicated in the way that you should
0: yeah i I think like um what liam you just said before was actually like a, a like a, a strong point in the fact that when we were taking these images like these images are there are in us like i don't shoot in always the best places or whatever all the time either you know i don't get like these like uber luxurious brides and sometimes they're just in like in yeah in in my version of a dungeon which is like you know a just really rubbishy hotel banqueting suite right like kind of thing <laughs> but then like you have to make these images and it's like and I think the way that I put the pressure on myself is because people are like, oh, but not every wedding's bloggable or whatever, but I like blog every single wedding. And so mm-hmm. then that uh, in my head, it, it's like, have I prepared for this wedding? And my challenge is that I have to blog this wedding regardless. And I think my clients expect it as well. Mm-hmm. They expect mm-hmm. like 10 images on Instagram the next day, because I've be do- been doing that for all my clients, you know, for like the last three, four years or whatever. And so they expect these things. So you've set these expectations. And in my head, I need to meet their expectations and it's like and it's not about them it's like whatever they want to do for their wedding day like it's like it, you're grateful that they've booked you they've spent the money on you so now you have to create what they want like from you yeah. from what you what you've shown them that you can do at weddings right yeah.
3: it's it it's, it's amazing what you achieve if you put the pressure on yourself to achieve that thing if you say there is no backup plan this is this is how it's going to be and we are going to do it this way It's great. You can you can achieve anything, you know. If 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 you're not willing to, like, if if failure really just isn't an option, you just you'll just go until you get it right, you know. And at that point, you feel I don't know this. I I don't get I don't get nervous before weddings. I I just go in and I'm like I'm prepared for this and I'm I'm gonna make it happen, you know. And try. It's it's so much of it is about being positive about what you're about to do. But I I know when we did um, street photography really regularly, we still do it, but when we were doing it on a very, very regular basis, I noticed if I went out with a positive mindset, I'd find images everywhere. If I went out like negative and kind of like closed, I wouldn't find them anywhere near as often and sometimes not at all. So being positive and open, I mean, there's also an element of, the fact that as photographers, especially as documentary I think a lot of documentary photographers, we we, we like to think that we're invisible when we're not, we're very, no. you know, yeah. we're very seen and and how you uh, act on the day and how your body language is and how you um, present yourself is actually going to affect the people at the wedding hugely. So making sure that you are in a positive place and you are there to you know provide whatever service is needed for the people that are around you to get the best out of them um is is like something I, I think is is important it can it can give you more consistent results by kind of taking that approach
0: yeah i 100% agree
2: I think having a mentally positive attitude, or just having like, uh, like for instance, it's not easy. No, it's not easy. but like for the last two years, we've been trying to find images for the book, and like, because we realised there were some like, like, um, you know, areas where, for instance, like the getting ready, we needed a humorous image, and we were like, oh, we needed more than just one, so we are like, oh, we've got to go out and we've got to find these images. And if you kind of put yourself in the mindset, it's same as street photography, you know, if you go out and you kind of like, oh, I'd like to find an image. With blue and blue or whatever you know like you can start seeing these things and the same thing happened at weddings when we went out there and we we're like right we're gonna find some getting ready humorous images out they started appearing you know because you your in your mind if you're positive you start to see things you know but if you like Liam said if you kind of more closed off or as we said right at the beginning like if you see an image and you're like well you're like oh, just I missed that you know I mean your attitude role was really great that you were like Oh, well, it's gone, you know, and yeah. <laughs> let it go, <laughs> yeah. which is really good and how it should be. But uh, it's, it can be really difficult. So you just got to kind of stay in the moment, which is a, a mantra that we've had for a long time now, which is kind of like stay in it and stay, stay present and, and focused.
3: People kind of feel the energy. Like if if you are nervous, other people start to they pick up on that. If you are feeling like, oh, I shouldn't take this photograph because you know, I know that I'm not sure if it's the right thing to do then people are like, oh why are you taking this? like they feel that yeah photographs in a very positive like everything's cool kind of way everyone just rolls with it you know it's it's all it's it's it, there's a lot of I guess unconscious things going on but there's also conscious things that people are kind of picking up from you so yeah it's just being mindful of that I think will help get more images and that's what it, that's what it's about I,
0: I do hate that word unobtrusive like it used to be on my website as well I've removed it now. Because it's actually, like, uh, you're not invisible. Like, everything you said there was is absolute gold. Because, like, if you are, like, happy, you'll go in there and, and like, you project that on everyone else. And everyone else around you is happy. So you're going to get all happy, smiling photos. If you go in there, like, because you're on your last, third day of a triple header and you're like, oh, I don't want to be here. Then yeah. everyone else, like, suddenly around you will all fall flat as well. And, like, you won't yeah. find these happy, smiley images until someone else in that in in comes into that room and breaks that bubble but like if that makes sense that's like really positive and like lifts that whole room back up again it's like it's it's so true i i I really like like these are all things that yeah I, i i guess we do unconsciously but it affects our photos because yeah like i never really think about it it's like you know but I mean, I've never walked into a room and I'm sure no photographer ever has into a bridal prep and be like, oh, just can't be bothered to be here today, but, <laughs> sure, you know, yeah. ready to take a photo. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> let me know when you're, you know, you want me to take something like, you know, like you, but you always, I always go in like super happy or like, I don't even go in with my cameras. Like, first of all, I just go in just to say, hey guys, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then just mm-hmm. like gauge the room and then like try to crack some jokes or whatever.
3: Yeah. Which um, is funny in- actually. Gaging the room is so important. I don't know. But- Gauging the room, like you just said, yeah. is so important. Understanding what you need to be for them. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. <laughs> like some people will want you to to be really kind of big, you know, when you go in with your personality, and some people yeah. don't want that. And it's understanding what do I need to be for the people. And- and oh yeah, yeah. You real. have
0: to you have to read that straight away. Sometimes yeah, we don't direct
2: anyone, but at the yeah. same time, it's our energy level that you kind of comes in. You know, and if everyone's quite quiet, then you're not going to go in. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the kind of the energy level is so important. About as Liam said, like reading rooms and, and understanding that I think is such an important thing. And and yeah, and going in there with that positive mindset is is just is crucial.
0: Yeah. I'd like I generally even when I walk into like I don't know prep for example I I read the room sometimes I'm like I could see like the bride's like she needs a cup of tea or water and I'll be like oh do you want me to get you something from the bar downstairs you know like just whatever like just non-photography related just sure. to like so then you're just still reading that room and like just seeing like how how it's going before you walk in there i don't want to walk into the room either all guns blazing and like be like super happy when they're like quite serene mm-hmm. and
3: yeah exactly he's, he's yeah, all I'm like nervous. getting
0: emotional or whatever mm. like yeah family you don't want to be like yeah i'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> exactly, yeah. it's gonna be an amazing <laughs> day can't wait like yeah. you don't want to be that guy either it's like you know you just you need you need, properly need to gauge it i had something else on my mind i was not going to say that you you said you or dom said something but oh, it's left me now it'll come back
3: i also think in the morning when when you when you're going in the you may have talked to the bride and groom you may have met the bride and groom but you won't have met their family or it's unlikely that you have so it's getting them to kind of understand who you are and what your thing is and and you also getting to understand them and how to best be in their space to be able to get pictures like using that morning time is is i mean you can do it anytime but it's just easier in the morning you know it's more intimate so it's like taking advantage of as much as you possibly can with the time that you have at weddings is is going to make your job easier you know
0: yeah do you you guys I mean obviously every wedding you guys work together right so
3: pretty much yeah. yeah. There's, there's been the odd exception over the past few years where there's been very small weddings where it's really only required one of us but yeah I still think where possible we always love to work together yeah
2: yeah, it's what we enjoy, you know, and, and when we did work separately, we were like, okay, well, we can do this, it's no problem. But we didn't enjoy it as much, you know, and we we love working together. And we've been working together for a long time, so I think that's a pretty, it's a pretty good thing that we like. We weren't like, oh, actually, being separate is really good. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> Our initial reaction was, oh, no, let's get back together and yeah. let's keep working and and sharing ideas and sharing yeah. concepts and showing photographs together. And I guess just... um. Uh, making each other feel really good you know like you know like you see pictures or keep, keep, keep each of you kind of like your um your, your energy motivation, levels motivation yeah, yeah. yeah and we just enjoy it you know and the whole process as well you know like driving to weddings together like we've always always talked about photography you know ever since we started and like we we write notes sometimes at the end of the wedding we'll do like a deconstruct and uh, talk about like oh what you know what when we first started as well very much it's like oh what could we've done better what could we have done worse and still the same things so we're all learning and yeah. um and writing notes and like coming up with things that that, that have ended up in the book
3: <laughs> yeah i mean the book i guess the book came from doing the talks but the talks came from like educating ourselves so like to like in a way we were always teaching each other about photography so this is kind of I guess like further down the book is like a result of all of that that journey of us uh, just discussing photography and you know because we we love photography just absolutely adore it and you know creativity in general but there's something about photography the 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 instant you you've, you've done something like if you if you want to paint or whatever you there's, there's a process to that that takes a while where photography is just you take a picture look there it is it works or it doesn't work and there's something that's I and mean, just also it's, it's difficult to do so you know to do really well consistently um so there's something that's quite addictive about that kind of process um I mean I I would say that I think wedding photography is actually one of the hardest forms of photography because you don't get to choose your location You've got to get moments throughout the whole wedding day. Um, you, it's not a part of the day where I can say to Dom, did Do you get anything? And she goes, no, you know, it's always going to be yes. Yeah. I got stuff all the time and you can't redo anything. It's a one-off thing and it, and it has huge importance to the people that you're photographing for. So, and and every wedding has new challenges as well. So it's a, I mean, anybody that's a wedding photographer, full respect, you know, and I, and, and so many incredibly talented people out there. It's uh it's a, it's a really
0: cool industry uh, it's, a wicked, it's a wicked industry I, I really love it as well like yeah and respect to all the photographers out there wedding photographers like it is it's so it's difficult and you need to know like different skills so say. like unless you like really hone in on documentary but obviously you have to be an amazing documentary photographer but then like you have to be a good like family photographer you have to be a good portrait photographer oh, yeah. you know like you have to be a good like nightclub photographer for the like, <laughs> all these, all these yeah. things like all these elements like come into play like yeah, you know, a good detail photographer bad. as well like sometimes you know like you've got to shoot details you, you you don't want to shoot them shit you you have to shoot it nicely so uh-huh. even, even that like yeah there's like so many things but i realized what i was going to say is that what don mentioned about like you know finding funny photos like in my whole career <laughs> i haven't found a single funny photo and that's probably because i'm not projecting that i'm out there to find a funny photo But like, I like funny things. So like, but I just, I just, just, they just, I always, they're the photos that wow me the most out of wedding photography. Like when someone shows me something and I chuckle and I'm like, man, this is genius. Like, how did you find this photo? Like, you know, it's it's like, like humorous ones. I think like, they must be one of the hardest ones to get. I know people as they say like, you know, there's always the ones with those compositions. I mean, they're overdone now with the lampshade over the head or whatever, right? That That standard sort of one that, but I've not even found that to be fair so you know all horns coming out of people's ears uh heads sorry should i say i've not even found that i mean they're no longer funny but because it's been overdone but (laughs) they just don't appear for me you know like humor like prep in prep or anywhere like trying to find like a humorous photo it's like
3: i I guess it is about what it is that you're you're feeling and looking for to begin with i think if you went out of your way to kind of look for those things you'd see them yeah but also like you know there's an element of course of we are who we are you know and we see what we see so there's a there's a it's not necessarily about oh I want to find humor it's about I want to find the best expression of the best way of communicating what it is that I'm feeling about what I'm seeing in front of me so if that is humor then that's that's what you focus on but it can be anything, you know? It can be small little tender moments. Like there's, there's, a, there's a million different ways of seeing things and communicating things. Um, Humour is one of those things. It's something that we, I guess, take regularly. Like, yeah, I guess our weddings are full of humour.
2: Yes. I, I would say sometimes you see something humorous, um, which is actually really hard to get because if you see something humorous, and you're not in the right position, it's probably gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or you make something humorous in the way that you compose it. And I think that there's kind of two – and we – our clients, our couples, they, they they, are kind of demanding humor, like, because they see it in our work. So they are going to want humorous images. Yeah. Like, so if we don't provide humorous images, that would be a surprise to them, I think. Yeah. You know, we've had people who, like – you know, like in, in bridal prep or something, and they'll be like, oh, we're so excited to see what humorous images you take. And, and it's like, oh, wow, okay. Like, like yeah, now we're kind that's of. That's when I'll start to...
0: sweating. I'm like, oh man,
2: <laughs> beads coming down
0: my forehead, armpits. I was like, I need to go to the bathroom, put that special on.
2: <laughs> so you can't rely on something being funny because yeah. if it's just yeah. if it's just funny, then, then one you might not be in the same right place, and and two you. It's got to it's got to actually happen for, for, for real. You know, that moment's got to happen. So a lot of what our, what we do in our work is um, by using some of the tools and things that we talk about in the book, like removing context, adding adding context, our context, context, yes, <laughs> context. <Yeah. laughs> then that is what makes it funny. It's not something that in itself is funny. No one else yeah. in the room is laughing, I guess, is what I'm trying to say.
3: No, life is ridiculous. <laughs> the best times yes. so just realizing that and seeing how odd everything is just produces for like if you go in with the idea that yeah everything's weird everything's weird then and and if it's not like it's very easy to normalize yourself to your surroundings if you you know, it's like when if you go to a a country you've never been to before, and you you walk out the first day, you're like, oh my god, look at this! Isn't this isn't this interesting? Isn't this weird? Isn't this? Couple of days in, every, it's like you've lived there all your life. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, everything you know, yeah. They're it, taking
2: it, a chicken for a walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah.
3: just normal. Fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Dave. You know, yeah. it's it's all it's all yeah. You normalize yourself to it if you can in some way.
0: Even though you've been up. at a wedding
3: yeah you, a million times before if you can see that this is not a normal situation and this is bizarre a lot of the time then that way of thinking about things enables you to see different types of photographs and you'll just you, you can shoot in a way that makes images you know wow this this all of a sudden becomes interesting in the frame of the photograph. If you look at the environment and you're not really taking it in particularly and you're just there it doesn't seem like anything but if you can communicate correctly what you're you're observing like photographs have a once you once you frame something literally frame something it can bring a magic like because it's a different it's a different world than the actual world of just looking with your eyes it's a different experience so you can make things funny you can make things interesting surreal just by the magic of photography
0: yeah i think that's like i guess it it is me as a person right i like i like dark funny humor like larry david and stuff like that mm-hmm. but like i never see that at weddings but then when you guys are talking about like you know finding humor like for me i think actually i am the guy that likes tender moments like i've i've got so many good moments like just from like last week's wedding and stuff like that just tender moments for like the dad just like touching the door on her face like caressing like do you know what i mean like just little
2: i agree with you but i think your work's very based on kind of emotional imagery yeah like ever since like i've seen your work from all the you know like all the best ofs yeah yeah oh, he's, so he's, very, he's very um kind of interesting to see well certainly back in the day as well and we all were doing them all the time like the idea yeah. like the best of kind of like like your images that you gravitated to because that's interesting too of what you chose to show your best 100 or whatever of the year and what you gravitated gravitated towards actually showing is interesting and i and i know if i think of your work i do think yeah emotion yeah um, like tender, tender yeah. like little little uh little little moments between people but like but they're emotional ones and they're normally yeah. a lot of the time kind of close in ones like so you really feel them
3: yeah uh, well close in tends to be more emotional mm. and the further you get away it gets funnier so yeah. just the lens that you use and where you position yourself that's true brings that's a true. different different energy to the picture
0: I don't—I I mean 90% of my work is like just a 35 mil lens like I don't know people are like oh we'll try the 24 you know like you get more in in a frame or whatever but you do but I don't know. I'm just, I'm just so used to 35 that I'm just like, this is, I see everything through that lens. like my eye is just like that now as well. But
3: It's not just the lens. It's how far you are away from the subject.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Of course.
3: Like that is a huge thing. Like you can, you can have like, everyone can shoot on the same lens, but however far you are are away from whatever it is that you see is going to completely change the feel. Like if you get close, it's more intimate and it can be, you know, you can pick up on that emotion, get further away you can show them the ridiculousness more. Yeah. Or
0: <laughs> I, th- I think sometimes like, you know, back in the day from going to workshops or being at the gathering and stuff like that, like people are like, get close, get closer, get close. Like I, I, I there's, a, there's probably a, a part of my career where it's like for a year or two years, I was too close. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I was always just in my head. I was just going, get closer, get closer. Like, and not taking a step back to see the the bigger picture. I fell into that trap. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, getting too close but now I like to have a bit more context to the image as well I don't want this as the same old dad hugging the daughter like I'd rather like other people just doing whatever they're doing ignoring this tender moment that is happening
3: as well or combining them so you you can have the, the hug and then you can say well okay that's going on what else is happening around that can I bring context to it can I show contrast of emotions that are going on can I show the environment with that? You know, there's there's a whole different ways of always thinking about like if 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 for example there is a moment where the people are you know hugging one after another, you can take the same kind of thing and photograph it, you know, a hundred different ways. So just by moving yourself.
2: Yeah. Our book isn't this is the way. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> I mean, that's really important to us like we're not we're not saying this is absolutely the way that you should do documentary. it's just oh, it just and hopefully it's it helps people to have just more options on the day and just feel really good about themselves because they can be taking pictures all the time. but it's not it's definitely not a this is the way um like guide
3: no i I hope that people it'll make people happier you know because they'll see more moments and they'll open their minds to the kind of things that they could potentially see. But I also hope that they're going to take it and they're going to create images that are even way better than anything that we see or do. You know, just take it to an- another level and make themselves happier. So I think that has every chance of happening. So I'm really excited to see what comes from it.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm excited for your book as well, to be fair. It's, it's going to be good. But like in your book, do you, have you got any stuff where, you know, you've got, like challenges that you faced and like how you overcame them. do you have any examples of that in there as it's, well?
3: I think it's just uh so it's because it's like through the uh, prism of a full wedding day, it's every kind of every part of the day what are we trying to achieve? What are the challenges that we've got in front of us and what do we look for to kind of build images consistently through that period of the day so that when you when you kind of in the you know you could actually read the book, you don't, even though it is from beginning to end and you can just read it all as one piece, you could actually just flip to a particular part of the day and just read an article on what we're thinking about that particular time, kind of try and help you with that area. So, yeah, hopefully people can kind of like, they'll read it all the way through and then they'll go back to kind of various parts of the book to think about, okay, what is it that I could do here that could help me achieve, you know, more consistent imagery?
2: Yeah, I think everything's a kind of the challenges, isn't it? The entire book is like, what would we do in this part, <laughs> what would we do in that? You know, there's there is there uh, there's no um, sh- showponing. Is that the right word? You know, like in terms of like could be. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, like you know, like this, this just this image is great or whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? oh right, yeah. you see what I mean? I think it's showponing. Um or something similar. Showboating it's what showboating showboat, I I mean. anyway um that kind of the uh, yeah show pony i can see where i was going with it <laughs> <laughs> show pony and a showboat um but like images just going like oh this is this is great it's not it's not a photo book in that way like yeah. it, it's all of it is guide a guide to a helping child helping the challenges showing what we do in in all the difficult scenarios that happen at wedding at the, at the wedding day and kind of like what we would do and how we would achieve this uh and the contact sheets hopefully really show that rather than it just being like the one photograph you know yeah. it, it shows you kind of like how it was actually done the actual process of it um, and yeah, because... a
3: lot of it was thinking about what would what would we have liked to have known you know either the, when we started or even a few years ago you know what how can what are the questions and also what if I took my favorite photographers what is it that about their process that I'd like to learn from you know and and it, yeah, it's not easy to kind of like really communicate that mm-hmm. about about your own work, you know, trying to understand what it is that you do. But I hopefully people are going to people are going to take a lot from it, and looking forward to their feedback.
2: Yeah, it's um we've actually had people like street photographers buy it as well, and family photographers, um and because it, although it like Liam said, it's through the prism of weddings, the techniques can be used for you know for all types yeah. of photography in this kind of way, Document. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean that's that's the thing. Like I love learning from like different people because even if they're not in weddings or wedding photographers and they're just different photographers, you can always just take little nuggets of what they do and then try it and apply it to what you're doing to make yourself a better photographer. So I can totally see why family photographers and street photographers have also gone and got your book. Because, you know, there's they're probably just family photographers, for example. When I think of family photographers, I just think of the generic, you know, let's go to a park, take some photos, looking in the camera. But obviously I know there are other like documentary type of family photographers, but... Yeah, there is a day in
2: the live kind of sessions. Yeah,
0: exactly. But this will probably expand expand their minds even more and like try to look for more interest, right? Rather than just...
3: Exactly. I mean, you can learn from any create Anyone who's doing anything that's creative, you can learn from them and bring that to your work, even if it's not photography or even visual... Like yeah, the process that somebody goes through, the kind of like what their mindset is in turn into creating something. You can you can very much learn from that and bring that to your work, you know, and it can have a huge impact on you. Like I'd like to think when anybody who's in a in a creative field could read our book and find it find some interest in it, not just be like I'm a photographer or I'm a wedding photographer.
0: Yeah, do you guys like um, in the book? like do you go through i mean this is probably such a boring question but like do you talk about like camera settings and how what you were thinking and like for finding finding that specific photo or layering a composition like i mean do you change these settings on the fly by the way like do you change the because obviously that's that's what you're showing like your background how much of it you want in context so do you change that on the fly when you're actually shooting in the sense of like You know, you might do all of
3: those. Yeah, Yeah, all
2: of that's covered in the book. (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah. Yeah. like every every photograph has the settings underneath, so you can see what we were using. You can yeah, we talk about the cameras that we use as well. No, not a huge part of the book is dedicated to that, but there's a chapter on it. No, there's a section yeah, on it. there's
2: a section on it. So there's this. It's actually set into three chapters. So there's chapter one, mentality. Chapter two, method. That's a large part of the book, obviously, because yeah. it's from from the getting ready all the way beyond the first dance. And then the second, the third chapter is called seemingly seemingly insignificant, which is about how to get images from within so it um so there's kind of two kind of conceptual chapters and then one that's very much about the method which of course is conceptual but in it's you know
3: yeah it's practical there's
2: there's a lot of practical tips in there too and then there's other sections like you know um everyone has a bad day you know just those like things like that that are written into it as well which is kind of like the one about you know when we have like the thing about the camera settings you know there's like sections like that but the, the free chapters are the one we just i just said
3: yeah um i don't think there's a I mean, if anything, there's not a right or a wrong way to set up your camera, but we shoot everything on manual. A lot of that, I think, is just because we started on film, so it was just it, you know, it's you get a digital camera and we just carried on the same kind of process of of knowing what we knew and how to do, and we like to be in control and be very consistent uh, in our approach. the The fact that there's two of us has always led to that because we need to make you know, we was like discussing, okay this kind of scenario what iso should we be at you know what is what is the aperture that we is best kind of represents what we're trying to tell the story here the shutter speed generally is just for exposure Um, so you you could we could just like you know shoot aperture priority or something but
2: But it's just not what we've done we've always shot like you said like film that's kind of like our process like we, we shoot things like you can't that you in terms of like we're going to shoot and when we're not going to change things too much you know but we do change the, the after is what we change you know because the aperture tells the story so like people say oh do you just shoot you know at f8 or whatever it's like no no no. we shoot on whatever needs to be we choose depending on the story we need to tell so that's that, that's also written, um, explained in the book Um, how we shoot without flash is explained in the book as well and what we do at night so i'd say it's pretty much <laughs> i think it's everything we've Pretty much everything, everything we've ever done. It's 300 300, I think it's 308 pages. So it's very, it's very long. And most of it is either text or contact sheets or small photographs. It's not big photographs all the way through or anything like that.
0: So I think like in your book, I think the bit that will interest me the most is the mentality bit, because I, I like really love like learning about what people's thoughts and, and thinking is on like how they get there. But do you like prepare yourselves mentally before every wedding? Or do you have like some sort of process or, and then also, I don't know, like you just said, you know, not everyone has a good day. Like we all have bad days. Like, how do you overcome that bad day? Or like, what do you do? Or do you just be like, I'm going to make my baseline images, make sure that is good, consistent, and then just roll out. That was about yeah. five questions in one was question, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Mentality was the hardest part of the book to write in terms yeah. of it. We spent a long time writing mentality because we wanted to make sure it was right for us and explained correctly and method is kind of easier because it's sort of your craft whereas mentality is right right we've got to really dig deep and explain things which was quite which was quite the task
3: yeah and and in terms of like um do we have an approach to being you know before the wedding like preparation a lot of that is is just making sure we're in a good happy space and looking after yourself kind of mentally make sure that you're rested think about good things you know find things that might like trigger you for being kind of like you know sometimes some people like if you look at social media too much that can get to you yeah find things you know if if the news is getting too much like cut yourself off from that for a little while just understanding what it is that is going to make you feel positive and kind of spend more time looking and doing things that you enjoy so there's there's that um what was one of the other questions?
2: The other question was, uh, how do you kind of like how do you cope with bad days? Because yeah. everyone has yeah. bad days. So yeah. we never just um stay kind of like on the uh the expected beats of the day because um that would not do for our couples. Do you know what I mean? Like and it wouldn't do for us, you know. So we we don't kind of um go into autopilot. What we try to do, um and there's a whole section on talking about what all the different things we, we we can do at this point, but a few of them is kind of like We kind of like invigorate the brain, you know, get it moving again. So, if that's like changing your lens, is something that you can do just to kind of like go, okay, this lens isn't right, isn't working at the moment, let's switch it up, or let's play a little game, you know, (laughs) like, um, can I find anything red that's in the room that could go with red with that, you know, things like, you know, little just little things, or let's try and find a humorous image. Um, obviously, we're always trying to do that, but sometimes you can you tell your brain to do something then it's it kind of like pushes it in that direction a little bit more yeah. so what we're trying to do simply is get out of autopilot uh-huh. like and because that, that that that's um that's the danger zone for us yeah if we're feeling like we're in autopilot
3: i i find it's about when when you start in photography the things that you generally focus on at first take a picture of i'm sure most people's cameras will be just of Ananimate objects, something that's still that you have complete control over. And what we're like, what we're doing with with documentary or kind of unposed work, is that uh, seemingly we have no control over what's happening in front of us. So to be able to do it consistently, what we want to find are things that we can kind of control without basically having direct control over them. So it's it's looking for. Things that we can consistently do and, if, and those kind of if you can do those methods then it allows you to get photographs you, you give yourself a sense of control essentially and the more control that you have the more comfortable you would feel so it's just looking for things that you can rely upon and and sometimes it's just about simplifying the image and not making it too complicated so if it does feel like that you're struggling or in my case, if I'm struggling, then I'll try and simplify it down and find something that I'm like, OK, this is a surefire bet or this is something that I can um, uh, start to build an image from. So it's it's about trying to give yourself a sense of control about what it is that you're photographing, because the, the more that you can kind of control, even if it's not directly, the the better you'll feel about what you're doing.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that, that is actually like my problem now is that I've gone into autopilot too often. It's like Mm -hmm. trying to get out of that. I think like in the beginning to get to the autopilot stage took years, but now I'm at like autopilot stage, but I have to like break free from the autopilot stage, like still open my eyes. This is why I'm doing these podcasts. So thank you everyone for these free therapy sessions I'm getting on photography. (laughs) But like, you know, it's literally like How do I, like in my head, I'm like, for tomorrow's wedding now, it's like, how do I break out of autopilot? Like, how do I see, I need to open my eyes even more so. Like it took a long time to get to the tender moments or whatever, but I feel like, you know, like humor photos come to you, tender moments just, they come to me. I see them, I can see how they're going to fall so I can react quick enough and get to a decent place to take photos and try and build upon that moment. But like, I want to see, I want to see more than that
2: yeah yeah like, there's more to this you need to push yourself further and um, tell yeah. yourself you need to push yourself further as well go there's more to this there's more here than than what i think i'm seeing there is always more and that's actually what's kept us going for however many years um just the idea that there's more to this that we can get more that, that when we first started there was images that we definitely missed you know that we were but we weren't seeing that we just uh we, our eyes weren't open yet for it so i think you just need to get into a place where you're like, okay, try and shut down autopilot. You're a great photographer. So let's just push forward and see what else we can do and what we can find.
3: The the book is called Is This Something? And that's a question that we ask ourselves whilst we're taking the picture and when we show each other the picture, it's like is is basically what we're saying is, is this a moment? Could have been called is this a moment? It's yeah. it's like, okay, this isn't a um an obvious thing that we're photographing. So but I'm seeing interest in it. Are you? Have I done a good enough job of communicating that? So that's what this is. It's like, is this something? Is this a moment? Is this something that is happening in front of us that has is going to have value? So that's not a obviously big beat that's that's everybody's going to kind of take the camera out to photograph.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you like call each other's work then for the, from the wedding, or do you just combine the images together and then call all in one like?
3: We we used to call together, but for years now, Dom does the calling and I do the processing. Okay. We just we just split it just because you can kind of we find you get into kind of a, a very fast and efficient way of kind of doing the work that way. Yeah. But we
2: also do create a dialogue between each other. So if I'm like there's a few images here that are really good and it's not my photograph i'm like liam what were you where were you you know and he's like oh i like them all yeah
0: pick one (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah, yeah. when it's a really good photograph you can tell you can tell that like which is the best one so and we've been doing this like liam said we used to call together when we were like trying to learn about
3: what it is that we value and i get kind of a sense of what's good and what's not good you know we
2: were yeah. like looking through our calls and be like oh we're too bullseye we're just all two in yeah. the middle we need to like change up the composition so we had lots of conversations like that and then yeah for the last quite a, quite a while now quite a few years we've um i've called and liam's edited but yeah we're always chatting and always talking um uh like um if you have like a conversation, and you're like, oh, I need to just like find out what he- Liam was saying, like you know, a-, a day ago, you're scrolling back on the inbox, yeah. you know, or on the messages, because yeah. we talk all the time.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you've got to do it if you're any kind of like, you know, partnership, it's just communicating is like one of the big things that you got Yeah. To do. So
0: definitely, yeah. I speak to Andy loads
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all I was the say, time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: and he likes messaging, and I like calling because I'm like, mate, I can say way more and and still do some editing, whereas he prefers his messaging. So every, <laughs> after the weekends, I'm always like, did you miss my voice? They're like,
3: there's lots to talk
0: about again. So yeah, you gotta yeah, you gotta be communicating all the time. You know, like that's the, that's the power of calling. You know, like so many photographers like are like, oh, culling, culling, I've got to call through twelve thousand images or ten thousand images. Or nowadays, like the last two podcasts I've been doing, two thousand images only. Like, which was like, blew my mind. But you know, the process of culling is like that's just like looking at your own work and seeing, yeah, I've been too bullseye I missed this. I chopped his hand off by this much. I need to start looking at the edges and the corners of my frame. And you like, you learn so much from culling.
3: Yes,
0: like I yeah. probably learn the most from culling than I do editing or anything else. Oh uh, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah okay. When we uh, do mentorships, we like to see everyone. We ask for like they're all the raws. Um, because we want to see the their process and kind of like their note-taking rather than just their finished images because yeah. you know, they're always good and it's like okay so but what else was in the room that's kind of like the question yeah. what else could you have seen so we love to see
3: it Helps yours. get those context about what's going on yes. and around that moment and yeah you mean know, it, it, it it helps see potential by doing it that way and 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 where what else you could have done in that position and you know look not everyone's going to get it right all the time nobody does but you can kind of you can help give assistance to the you know when, when that scenario happens again what other things were available at that time to be able to focus uh, you know focus on
0: yeah it's the best way to do critiques really right like I mean I, I've had critique before done and it's like you feel hurt because you're like oh my god you know I did such an amazing job I, I remember the one critique like that Ben Crisman did on my work and I came like I was on a high it was like my first destination wedding I think it was in Dubai and he just, like, basically just went into one and just slated me throughout this whole slideshow, which I thought was the best thing ever. But you know what? I, I felt upset. And then I remember Erin was like, in the evening when we were all drinking and stuff. She was just like, you know, he only said that because you he- he can see that you can take it. And, you know, like, this and the other. But, like, after that, I never shot, like, bullseye image again. Like, literally just changed. And But then it- he was right in everything he was saying. You know, it's like too many people, I think, with critique as well, like, they just they they start defending they're like start defending that image they start it's like don't defend that image it's just that is the image you took you can't defend it now they're like oh but if i got in there then i don't want to interrupt this or i'll be in this person's way or i couldn't move fast enough it's just like no, like you could have done all of those things just just don't defend it you have to just be like accept it and then the next time this happens Sure. you know you're better prepared for that the, situation
3: the point is not to improve the image that was taken the, yeah the, exactly the, it's about how can you in the in that future scenario have more opportunities see things differently be able to take you hopefully a better image or multiple kind of images in that kind of environment to give you yourself more choice so yeah I, I always think like the the in a way the harder you are the more you're going to learn and and it's, it's never about ever taking it personally like we're very hard with our own work all the time but it doesn't matter the image is done it's it's finished it's in the past it's about how can we get better it's about that kind of creative and just being open to trying to be you know a better photographer
0: yeah that's amazing cool man that was like it was great chatting to you guys I've just seen uh, kept an eye on the time now as well so I'm like (laughs) you know yeah I, I think we could talk for like a long time I think we really yeah. could. Well, we, we did. We yeah. You know, we have. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it could go way longer. It could be like the longest podcast I've ever done in my life. I, I, I reckon
2: like... we could do like you know, like with with drinks, like four hours of just like Probably. just chatting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just
0: like, beering. Like, yeah, yeah.
3: Do the
0: whole day. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So that would be it'd be crazy. Uh, th- there are some people that do actually long. Like I uh, was listening to uh, Doctor. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I get it wrong. But Doctor. Rangan Chatterjee or something. He was basically on his podcast he was saying and he's talking to Rick Rubin and he was saying that oh people were always just like no you should keep your podcast to 45 minutes to an hour because that's like most people's commute so they can listen to a whole episode right, yeah. and this and the other but then he he was just like he he's a very he's a very good like interviewer and um and uh he was like he preferred the long form like two hours two and a half hours two hours 45 minutes to three hours a bit like Joe rog- Rogan to be fair he does like obviously all his podcasts are all three hours long and he found that the traction on like the longer form podcast was way more than what everyone else was telling him in air quotes to do, you know, like sure. to be like, yeah. So well, it's
3: interesting. It doesn't matter really.
0: You've got to do what's yeah. right
2: for you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And if it's interesting and people enjoying listening, I, I enjoyed listening to long podcasts because, you know, if they're giving him good information and having a good chat, then absolutely. Yeah. 100%. You can always, pause it. You can always uh, pause it. Yeah. You
3: can always pause it. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the other, the other thing that I've also decided, like, listening to another podcast or, or i read this somewhere but like you know like is if you're not feeling it as well like give it up don't just mm-hmm. keep like pursuing it because people have told you to like pursue that book like oh, if you're not feeling it after like three four chapters or if you're not feeling a podcast after 25 minutes half an hour yeah. you're probably not going to feel it at the end of the two and a half hours either so it's just that, like
3: that spark- also applies to photography if you're taking yeah. a shot and you're not feeling it be okay just to be move on yes because exactly i don't, don't feel like you have to stay with it just because you know you've committed a a certain amount of time doesn't matter move on
0: yeah yeah let go let go and move on let go (laughs) so true this is like an Indian goodbye where you say goodbye but then you speak for another 25 minutes at the door (laughs) it's like yeah so then we just carry on chatting you know so it's perfect
2: (laughs) we just bring back like tangents and then all all of a sudden photography's back again Uh, (laughs)
0: yeah exactly exactly but you can all relate it all back, all like anything in the creative. Like circle, all all comes back to like that's what you said. Like everyone's a creative. That's what Rick Rubin says as well. He's just like everyone is a creative in their own right. It just, it just depends on how they want to display it. It's like it doesn't always have to be in like the most obvious ways, like being an artist or a musician or a photographer or whatever. There's like they create in their own way.
3: We're creative individuals. It's part yeah. of human. It's being creative. You know, it's it's all
2: inherent to us. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's it
0: yeah it's, it's so good like sometimes you know like like I do think in my head I'm so lucky that because I spoken to other people on this and like they've gone from like the the traditional Indian upbringing of like you know you have to go and be a be a scientist or an accountant or a doctor mm-hmm. I, like you know me and my brother have been lucky that my parents like even though he became an accountant but you know he found his own path after right whereas I've always worked for myself and I've never had to like follow that that path like yeah. mm. i don't know someone said a quote to me yesterday about like you know be grateful for certain things and i'm like yeah actually they never really pushed me they they did enjoy the fact that i did a degree or whatever mm. like they were like yes at least he's done that they always thought that would be a fallback plan which like but in my head i was just like it's never gonna be a fallback plan i'm just gonna do it and then roll on mm-hmm. onto something else you know all
3: right prior, 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 Prioritize. yeah, yeah. Uh, happiness is um like one of the most important things you know it it's if you if you can find it's like you know one of the reasons why we decided to kind of move away from what we were doing in wedding photography when we first started of it being kind of very more traditional to to focusing on things that we love was just to be happy that was it was like a very simple choice for us you know this is this is the kind of work that we love that you know we don't have to think about what would photographer x do in this kind of scenario it's just going to be what what do we see what do we feel and that's gonna that was gonna lead us to be happy and if you're happy you stay in the industry longer and on a day-to-day basis it it just life comes better so I think always heading in that direction and kind of giving happiness like where possible like the number one thing that you want to do for yourself Yeah, always choose happiness. Yeah, try try to, you
0: know. It takes takes courage to do that though as well, you know. To like like it's not easy either. Like it seems like, oh yeah, choose happiness, but it's super hard. Super super hard. hard. Like what so this is the most backwards question ever because, you know, we're at the end of the podcast, but (laughs) <laughs> what were you guys? what did you guys do before photography then i mean you've been in it for 20 years or just under or something but what did you both do like how did I've you
2: never done anything else
0: oh you never done anything else no okay, no so, no. so i or anything yeah
2: either? so i did um photography at college photography at university and then we got the studio and i was 21 and that's it that's all i've done um oh, right, and okay. i um i i i found a few jobs they were all photography related uh i worked at um a um a kind of a an animal like safari kind of thing and took photographs of animals I did like um some uh like it was called race for life you know like um like commercial shooting of yeah. like people athletes did that but it's always been based in photography that's how I've made my money the whole time
3: yeah I've been going long enough for that to be the thing I mean you started very very young I yeah. mean I'm only a few years younger so I took a few years older so mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I was doing before was uh, like working in multimedia. So it was like, you know, anything that was like early stages of websites and animation, things that were, you know, used to be um, Adobe Flash like animations and stuff. Oh, like that. yeah, Flash. I used to work in yeah. that. Yeah. So all that kind of stuff. Um
2: so we've only really ever had creative careers. We're very yeah. fortunate in that way, in the sense that we've always done, we've always just, we didn't really mind what we did as long as it was creative i mean for me it was very much kind of like laser focused photography i guess yeah. um but for for you you just want to do something that was creative
3: yeah i never even considered that wedding photography could be it was a creative i never considered it really you know um but once we started it was like oh actually there's so much to this and it's like very attending an event where people are super happy to be there like this that in itself has a lot of value like you know it, it when when you arrive and people are having champagne in the morning and everyone's everyone's like like what a what a great way to start your day you know yeah so
2: and then uh, you get to take pictures the way you want and and then the couples connect with them because they know what they want and it's the same as you and everyone has this beautiful harmonizer kind of like, this is this is right I don't know there's nothing better than that for me you know I mean I've loved photography well I did my first wedding when I was 16 um and I've I've loved weddings and love photography and I can't imagine doing another job I mean it's the best I mean it's it's not a job really it's just a hobby that got out of control
3: pretty much yeah
0: (laughs) yeah I mean getting paid for what you love doing is is the ultimate goal for like all the peoples out there I think you know so many people are like in jobs like even my wife you know is in something that she doesn't particularly like doing but does and she always looks at me and says I wish I could do something I love you know but then that's what I mean that comes like to try and find that happiness like comes down to courage because it's like well then you have to quit your job and you have to try whatever it is that you enjoy and then somehow I mean at this stage in life you know we're older or whatever like you have to think about money because you've got bills mortgages blah 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 so like you can't just be like if it was when you're 20 and you've got such yeah. a good like fallback plan because you could be like at your parents' house or whatever, so you could sure. take those.
3: You take bigger you risks. It's amazing rigorous, though, yeah. how how quickly because um, we were young when we started back. How quickly um, you take risks into it, and and you, and you feel like oh yeah, you could go back to your parents, or there's a, you you have I guess a safety net of some kind, but you quickly get mortgages, you quickly get bills and responsibilities in your life and then like it doesn't take long you know you can you can choose the career that's going to make you happy but what you you think is going to make you happy but you quickly put yourself in a position where responsibilities come and that you you know you you can be in the field that you wanted to go into but it's uh yeah you yeah the safety net gets removed pretty quickly I find
0: yeah same in wedding photography you know like the bigger the risks you start taking as well like the bigger rewards you get out of your photos because like i think this is going back to what you were saying all right? so you know for me to see more i think i need to take less photos and open my eyes like have the camera lower down yeah. and see more like start missing moments before it was like don't miss moments you need to get all the moments but now i'm like i think i need to miss some moments to try and find other moments. So maybe I can't find those other moments. And maybe those other moments won't happen. And I can't shoot anything. But it's okay to miss the other moments as well. I need yeah. to like take risks in that way. Yeah. I don't know. I've just I've just circled all the way back to that. But yeah. in my head. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to my yeah. head people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back in circle. No, yeah. I mean, think good. I think I think in the next wedding just um obviously do what what you do in terms of like the big moments but then just look around and see what else there is. And there is more. There's always more. There is always more to this. and um, that's um in the preface of our book, in fact, there's more to this is what we what we talk about. Um, and it's kind of where is this something came from?